up? I'm out. I'm Jace, and we're about to get into it. Welcome back. Oh my God. Uh, this is episode one of uh, the, the Melon Diaries. Diaries. A oh series, my God. A series. Yes. I'm just so ready to get into this because we've been waiting. We've been waiting. We've been uh, planning this for a while, so we're excited to get this out. Yes. We're bringing y'all episodes every single Sunday of Black History Month. Mm-hmm. And we're so excited to be doing this. Very we're excited dead. to be back because y'all know we like to hop on the mic and act the fool. Just a plum fool. Oh, okay, yeah, BLM. So, I have to jump into my hot seat because I'm pissed. Oh. I'm oh. pissed. And this week, I'm putting a lot of people in the hot seat. I'm putting everyone that was involved with the recent COVID-19 Uh-oh. slurge. Uh-oh. There was a surge of COVID-19. I said slurge, meaning a slide and a surge oh. all at the same oh. time. Oh. So, so because we, that's So, we're making was. words now. That's, that's what's happening. That's so, what's going to continue to happen. Because first and foremost, if y'all don't know, COVID's still a thing. And at the very, very least, you guys, seriously, if you have somebody in your home that's testing positive for COVID, you should not be hosting events and having people over. None of y'all have a mask on. Y'all are stupid as hell. This is this is shady. This 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 one right here is shady. Y'all are dumb as fuck. Well, I think that this <laughs> will transition us into our quick daily dish, our little hot topics moment for today. Because today, earlier, I was looking, and you know, Biden has to say that uh, he's going to be getting control over COVID come May, and it should be all the way gone. That's what Biden says. I don't believe it. But you ask these girls, it's gone now. Oh. That's so exactly, I don't know what the plan is for so, it to be going in May. Yeah. But and, but honestly, it had, the numbers have been crazy lately. I don't understand. I don't know where it... Tw- he, I mean, flux. COVID came back with a vengeance in 2023. Yeah. I, I don't, don't know. I don't understand how he's going to get rid of it. I'm trying to, I mean, because what, what is going to make it go away? That's the part I that I'm missing I think going to spray something it. in the air and it's going to go away because you know they like to do, do stuff by osmosis. Yeah. And why would Biden say, I mean, because, I mean, you can't come out with a statement like that, like COVID's going to end and it not actually happen. Like, don't, yeah. like, don't just, you can't put a statement out like that. So I don't understand what Biden's yeah, talking he about. He put that out and he was saying that by May, it should be all the way gone and that's his mission. I don't but know. I mean, he came into the White House with all these missions and, and stuff for nothing. COVID and I, I mean, honestly, I'd be forgetting who's the president. I haven't seen. I haven't seen Kamala or since Col- Inauguration Day. Oh yeah, honey. Cause in her chucks, and she looked great. In her, in her chucks and, and pearls. Yeah, because you know she had everybody walking around here and looking and chucks and, and, and pearls. pearls. Mm-hmm. She uh, brought that all the way back. Yeah, she had to bring that all the way back. Everybody was walking around here doing that. But yeah, he said it's gonna be gone. That whole administration, I don't know what they have going on, honey. But I don't really pay attention to that kind of politics because I don't. I'm not interested. You know. Well, speaking of the government, the government's actually after somebody that's very popular in pop culture, and that's Chris Brown. Oh yeah, they after him, honey. He, they uh, want he's, him. He's back and forth million dollars of taxes. Yeah, they getting everybody. Oh, the IRS is coming They ain't playing with y'all. Oh, oh God. They not playing uh, with y'all. Who else is, who else is, uh, it's the Chrisleys. The Chrisleys, everybody going to jail. Everybody is just getting locked Mm -hmm. the hell up. So y'all better get your honey buns. Y'all right. Shoot, y'all better not drop the soap because I'm not putting money on nobody's books. Not at all. So y'all better get ready to eat that ramen, okay? Or that slop that they serving, okay? Whatever it is. Don't do it. Chris Brown owes four million dollars in back taxes, y'all. In back taxes. That's insane. That's crazy to me. How you rich and right. celebrities do not pay their bills. That does not make any sense. They like don't Sheree. do it. Like just like she by Sheree. Oh my god. She this is crazy. Oh yeah, honey. This this whole thing to me is is ridiculous. I don't understand why these celebrities do this. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't understand that. Yeah. I really don't. And I really. I one day I want somebody to sit down and explain that shit to me because I don't know what it is. No, I'm not interested in it. it. It makes no sense to me. You can hire an accountant. That's the thing. That's the thing. These 
these celebrities have the money to have somebody handle their financial affairs. I don't understand. And, and they still want to, they still want to uh, launder money and they want to commit tax fraud and they want to dock up papers and they want to be odd about the situation. I don't understand it. I want nothing to do with this mess, honey. I've genuinely just been hearing about it. Yeah. And, uh, no, seriously. And Chris Brown, he needs to stop acting the foolish black history month. Yeah, he and he already got other stuff. I don't like Chris Brown. You know, he got a lot of stuff on him. I don't you know, like he Chris beat Brown. Rihanna down. Yeah, he talks about, uh, he's very colorist first of all he's very very colorist. what happened i don't know he always he's he came out multiple times and said that dark-skinned black women are hideous and he only dates light that don't make any sense because you know at his concerts he likes to be very sexual in the meet and greets they like to take pictures and the girls are rubbing yeah. all up on his penal region he's and so nasty all kind of, yeah he's so nasty he's so, nasty. so yeah. nasty and so rude and he looks like a wolf now because he has this like period blood red hair yeah he just, always is yeah, he's always doing something that's, that's just scares off the, me off the cup i, I don't want nothing to do with this man. i don't understand it. yeah honey I, I want nothing to do with it and yeah. uh yeah he's 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 definitely probably gonna go to jail yeah uh so but i mean i think he's been, he jail been before. in jail before yeah because right. he's a jailbird. In jail yeah because he's a jailbird uh <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. so yeah because because so. yeah because he's a jailbird and mm-hmm. yeah, he, yeah, he got beat uh he uh beat rihanna's ass uh she, her face was all black and blue and that was just so sad uh, that broke my heart black ass to the bet awards and cry on stage about you beating somebody yeah i mean the hell you beat, crying beat for that girl to her face, beat you beat her face till her eye was out to here that was crazy yeah it was insane and she was black blue purple green gangrene all kind of colors called every color of the rainbow it's, that girl it's good was every to color. see how far she's come from that though. Oh yeah, because she she's a business mogul. Yeah. I, I admire Rihanna so much in that way. Honey. Yeah, and so, I mean, so well, much. and quickly speaking of Rihanna, y'all know she's gonna be on the Super Bowl. Super Bowl. So um, I just want to throw that quick throw that uh-huh. out there. You know, we can't go one episode without talking about Rihanna, Rihanna real quick, even if it's just real quick. Yeah. Well, you know, for Rihanna, so big and such a such a woman that actually stands up for her, and there's so many women who aren't standing up for themselves, like Robin Dixon. Oh yeah, Robin Dixon, uh, Real Housewives. Star. Real Housewives. Well, of she's Potomac starless. Star. Honestly, she's starless. Star. According she's to Needy Lee. According to Needy Lee, she's starless. Starless. Okay, Starless. y'all. We talked about Robin a couple times of her foolishness. Y'all know we don't like her ass. But Robin really doesn't have any self-respect, which is really seemed to be a big theme for a lot of people around I don't like lately. Robin Dixon. I don't like Robin Dixon. But Robin Dixon has no self-respect because her husband cheated on her years ago. They had a divorce, lost all their money, had this huge tragic story. They lost their money. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was awful. They lost a lot of money. But now they got back together and they're supposed to be like on the right path. And it was very much a thing where you could still tell that her husband wasn't worth a dime a dozen uh, but she decided worth that, a penny get yeah. 10 cents change oh yeah girl now I, he still don't have two dimes to rub together now <laughs> okay. that's why she didn't put his name on the house okay but, let's be real yeah uh, but yeah no so she decides to take him back and he cheated on her again and it came out on the show. Karen brought up the rumor. And, and Karen they always like, like to say Karen is lying. That's what pissed me off about it. Because it's like now, she now, now that the episodes are airing, she comes out and she tries to make it seem like she's on top of it. And she says that she knew about the girl that Karen was talking about her husband being with. And that the girl had actually DM'd both her and her best friend, Giselle, who also is a nobody. Oh, they, yeah, Giselle is very starless. I yeah, they, they DM'd <laughs> both of them and decided to, the girl was like, yo, I got all 
all these receipts and stuff like that. And oh, now yeah. Robin has said that they are still together. Okay. They're now married, apparently. Oh, girl, they ain't married. I'm like, okay. <laughs> yeah, no, they, they, they are not married. They, they ain't married. I've been you know, saying they ain't never they ain't been married. married. No, they are not going to get married. They and Robin, you need married. to stand up for yourself. And it's so sad. Stand Their up. kids are like old enough to see this stuff. They are. They see their dad cheating on them. Like, that is crazy to me. You are a disgusting man, Juan No, Dixon. he's nasty. You're and then, disgusting. And then the way, I mean, the way, and I've, I've talked about this with Fran before, y'all, but the way that sometimes on the show he like pops off and gets real angry I think that he's abusive verbally I don't won't say and physically because that's nothing to play with but I think he's definitely verbally abusive because he gets very uh, he gets very angry on the show um and his anger is, is just manifest in the most awful of ways he's a nasty man he's not a good husband robin do better but he's sexy anyway he's uh cute. speaking of real housewives oh, yes. <laughs> former real housewives star nene leaks her son recently came out with some tiktok talking about if i miss the bucket he was shooting this little paper into a into a trash can if i miss the bucket i'm gay and then he misses the bucket and does like a snap like he's gay or something and then Nene, Nene Leakes was recently on The Breakfast Club saying that her son isn't gay okay I have two problems with this number one I don't like these trends with the whole I'm gay not gay thing I don't, like, I don't like it at all I think it's very negative and I think it gives room for people like Brent to be homophobic and get on to do that because if you're not yeah. gay you have no business mocking our mannerisms doing yeah. anything like that yeah. um and Nene Leakes you need to check your son yeah and Nene says that you know she would accept him if he was gay and stuff like that but she said they had a call she you know had a call with brent um because he he called her this is what she said she said he called her saying oh mom everybody is saying that i'm gay well surprise surprise everybody saying that you gay you released like, a tiktok basically saying that you was gay. i mean come on now this is common sense and this is what i don't get about these celebrities they get so upset and mad about no certain sense. things and saying oh everybody's saying this and that when you're that's that's the message that, that you, you quite put literally out. put out Why that's literally that? what you put out so we wouldn't say that you was gay unless you literally told us that you was gay because that, nobody was would have suspected that brent is gay i would have suspected it just a little bit because i mean you are needy yeah son. I, I get but, that. But, I, but that's not when i think of Brent, that's not the first thing that come to my mind. Because Brent is like a big, like, yeah. football player that's type not, of... That's not one of the things that would come to my mind. So it's not like people are just pulling this out of thin air. You posted a TikTok, and you know... Yeah. And then and then Nene's like, yeah, no, he's not gay and X, Y, and Z. You know, she spilled a lot on the Breakfast Club mm-hmm. uh, recently, um, and I watched that whole thing. It was it was really really good. It was good. Yeah. I enjoyed. I, it. I, I I I like Nene. Uh, y'all know I do love Nene. She mm-hmm. says she's not interested in going back to RHOA. She changes her mind about it every two seconds. She does because so. sometimes she's like she will go back, and sometimes she's not. And then sometimes um, she says if her and Andy had a conversation, she yeah, would go back. She would go back. I don't know, Nene. I I like you, but I will say you have a temper on you, and a lot of times you can be problematic for yourself and others oh um, well, so. well speaking of rhoa you know this we'll probably get a new housewife this oh yes this, this new season i'm here for that i think we need just one more heavy hitter since it's not gonna be portia i yeah. guess portia says she's yeah done. i guess she does but you know we have uh girls the, trip yeah we have the good we have the ultimate girls trip and yeah. i think and i don't know when it's gonna come out the one with this summer Por- with portia and giselle it's gonna come and out this summer. i'm excited i'm, I'm excited yeah. for that because um I, I want portia i'm yeah. really ready i'm, I'm ready, ready for portia to be back on my screen. It's going to be Portia, Candace, and Giselle. That's going to be great. Oh, speaking of series premieres, we have the the, the queens of uh, of R&B show with Candy and Escape. Basically, Candy's gotten all her friends another job, and I'm here for it. With Escape and FWV. Apparently, this is going to be them, a Mm two-month journey, two-month-long journey to this big, sold-out concert that they played Mm -hmm. recently. Um, And it's, of course, going to be a bunch of drama because that's the only way that they can sell the show. Yeah. Um, So, I'm 
I don't know. I don't know what I, I don't know if I if I'm interested. I yeah. don't know. But yeah. I, I don't have much to say about that. I I don't know if I'm interested in watching Candy. Anything that has to do with Candy is it, normally boring. Um it, I love Candy. Can I'm I see a lot of myself in Candy. Um but Candy's very boring. And she's not really the type of person to start drama or anything like that, which is why I really yeah. like her. I um, love Candy. But I, I think the show's going to still be good, though, however, because I know uh, Latasha is on there from Oh, the, oh that and not Latasha. She, she is was a whole mess when they went to the uh, Soul Train Awards and performed. Well, or you know, that Escape Awards? has had a couple reality shows with Bravo. And, and she had a fool yes, on there. And also, SWB has had uh, reality shows, but they were on, like, VH1 yeah, and stuff you got, like if, that. Unless it's Bravo, your show is not really going to pop they up. Had, like it. It. No, we've had some good stuff come off of VH1 and stuff like that, but Bravo is the... Is the, the it, it's the hub. It's a for, like, housewives kind of stuff. But we've had some good reality TV show off, like, VH1. And, well, we've had, like, you know, Basketball Wives and stuff yeah, like that's that. Like, that's, that's, that's a good one. That's, that's good, good reality like, TV. Love and Hip Hop, yeah, mm-hmm. it's ghetto, but it's And it's, he, he it's has funny. some Decent he has some good stuff too. You're right. He, he I forget that. Stuff. But yeah, you know, uh, Latasha, she's a mess from Escape, and I really think more most of the drama is gonna come from Escape. Mm-hmm. One because there's more women yeah. in Escape in general, and there's so many different personalities. Mm-hmm. SWB when they had SWB when they had their show, I think they only had a few seasons. They had like two or three seasons. Um, mm-hmm. They didn't have as much drama, really. Mm-hmm. They didn't. Um, so I don't know what it's gonna look like with them. I know Escape is gonna have drama because that Latasha. She's you know, strong. you know the whole dress debacle with the yeah, Soul Train Awards, which was also stupid to me. For those of you guys who don't know, basically Escape was performing at the Soul Train Awards, and they chose a certain theme for them to dress in that evening. And Latasha decided that she didn't want to do that. She hired another stylist, but then proceeded to go on Instagram and comment on Candy's picture of them all and say, "I didn't get the memo for the dress code." No, bitch, you got the memo. You just chose to get a different stylist from the rest of us. And and, and, and no, and Latasha, I think she's a mess. And then I think it was teased on this little trailer that she's going to be getting some kind of record deal. And then that's going to start up some kind of drama. drama. But they them. do that I, all the time. They always That's do why that. they broke up in the first place. And, but that's the thing. I don't... I, at this point, Escape is not a group that is putting out new music new and stuff like that. I like you know, Candy's put out solo stuff. Candy's is on vi- so many solo ventures. I don't see a problem with Latasha doing what she's doing. I don't. I don't see it. I really don't. I I do understand that Latasha can be. Uh, problematic in the group. I understand that. But, I mean, honestly, y'all aren't at a point where, you know, as uh, Escape is the sole way of y'all making y'all money. And she gotta feed I her think, family. I think Candy's thing is probably that's what you want to do, fine, but you can't have that on this show. But, I mean, they wouldn't have filmed it if she couldn't have it on the show. That's why I'm not... No, I'm, I'm not confused. saying... She can't stop her from it on the show, but I feel like Candy probably feels like, okay, this show is about supposed to be about our journey as a group okay. doing this concert and stuff like that. And you kind of messing up that image with trying to go off and do your own thing and using this platform to boost that probably pissed her off. I'm but a, we'll we see when the show comes out. We're going to see. I'm I'm very intrigued mm-hmm. with that storyline. Yeah. Everything else, they about to... They well, get, they're going to be also, a for a show. Even, I don't, because a lot of times what Candy has always said is that they'll try to be, be like, oh, Latasha is the main singer and we're all just some groupies and backups. And I think anytime she promotes a solo or does stuff like that, like it perpetuates that narrative. I, I think don't, that's what's I, going I, on. when I look at SWV, I, I mean, when I look at Escape, I'm sorry, I don't see a lead singer. When I look at SWV, Coco is the main, is the lead singer. And I can of that see group, what, Latasha has the best voice in she, uh, Latasha, Escape. She, Latasha, of course, uh, 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 uh Compared to the other women in that group, yeah, she has. She the has best. the best voice. SWV uh, Coco has the best 
voice in the group. And, mm-hmm. so, and but, a lot of their hits, Latasha is singing lead. Yes, you know, but I just, I don't, I because it's four women, so I never, I usually don't, with, with SWV, like, I know Coco is, like, singing the lead in most of the songs, mm-hmm. um, which... I'm sorry, I couldn't. I just couldn't be in a group where I'm a groupie or I'm a background singer. I don't know. I just it, it, it just could not be me. Where I'm, I'm, I'm a doo wop chick. I yeah. just I can't be a doo wop pop chick. Candy stopped. What happened was Candy stopped there because they were supposed to have a fourth album, and Candy stopped that album because she was like, no, like I'm not about to be a groupie. Latasha was singing all leads, and she was about to go solo at that point. So that's why they broke up. Well, but, yeah, similar to Destiny's Child, but they'll never be Destiny's Child. Anyway, at, uh, at, anyway at, next uh, case, at, I'm uh, off. Damn, I'm over. Well, yeah, I'm sick of them, but what I do want to talk about is Kenya Barris. I don't even know who that is. Kenya Barris, okay, so he's the writer for Blackish. He's the writer. Oh, for I know who Kenya Barris is. Yeah, I know Kenya Barris. So he's always faced a lot of allegations and a lot of people being upset with some of the things that he puts out because they feel like he's a colorist. Um, and honestly, I didn't see it at first, but like I'm thinking about it and I can halfway see it because it's like you got to think about on um, Blackish. Those were all either fair-skinned or light-skinned black people on there. Ooh, 100%. And a lot of his other shows, people are saying do the same thing. And they're also saying the storylines and things like that. Like, he does this thing of, like, perpetuating light-skinned black women as beautiful while not really doing the same for dark-skinned black women. And they also said that Hmm. he basically... He's made comments in the press publicly multiple times. He just did it recently, too, um, saying that he feels like the next thing that's going to be in or the next look that's going to be in is the light-skinned black woman. So he's trying to, like, get into that and show that in his stories, which is colorism. I I can't. I I genuinely can't. I can't with this. Uh, I can't. It's colorism. Come on now. Yeah, can you I, I can't with all this. But speaking of the blackish, I don't know if you know it. I just recently saw this, like, before we started recording. Anthony Anderson went on the Kelly Clarkson show, I think, yesterday, and he was so thin. We all know oh, that wow. Andy, Anthony Anderson is a pretty big yeah. guy. He's not huge, but, you know, he's, you know, he's a pretty, he's, yeah, yeah, he's a pretty, like chest. yeah, he's a pretty big guy. Yeah. Um, he's got some weight on him, and uh, he looked so thin. I mean, he looked like a bobblehead because he's got that huge beard. Oh, God. Um, and his body was so small, and people are just like, Sending him prayers. Ooh. I'll send you the picture after we're done with this. I don't want to see it. It's, 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 it's insane. I hope it's not a situation like Chadwick. Because yeah. you remember when he was getting that small was so, too. Oh my God. So I, I'm just, you know. Ooh, I, I, so I was just, I saw that before this. And I, I you know, mm. I, I, I wasn't going to bring it up because we didn't have it planned. Mm. <laughs> but see, I, I was like, it just, it's a mess. I'm going to send it to you after this. Okay. But well, yeah. You know, and can you remember, he's standing 10 toes down in this. He's not like, he's not budging at all. He says you can't find Find a body of work that's blacker than his. Well, we we we, probably, we can <laughs> we, find we definitely. Several. I mean, Roots is out there. I was so. gonna say, and we have Twelve Years a Slave. So and we and we have the color pur- purple and all so. Uh, I mean, we have a lot of these. Yeah, works we saw. So I don't because and first of all, your show is called Black Ish. <laughs> So let's, so, so, so let's so start let's, there. So let's start let's there. Let's start there. Mm-hmm. Your he show was, is called Black Ish. He's also saying that he bases his work off of his experiences. He says that he has a biracial wife. and Of that, course he does. Right. So of course not he does. surprising. But he says yeah. that he... So, so, he, so again, so she's less of a mix and she's more so merged. She's merged. Okay. The merge. So that's what I... I guess, that's the conclusion Because there's a difference, difference between being mixed and being merged. Merged. Very there. It's, it's two different things, two and I believe that things. he. So he has a merged experience. He has a merged experience that he's allowed to impact his black experience. So he's merged too. Yeah. 
So everybody's just merging and moving. So everybody's merging and It's almost and like bumper cars. Oh, yeah. It's just feeling like bumper cars so, and go-karts. Yeah, so. Yeah, that's how it's feeling to me. Very that. Yeah, it's Very feeling that. like a NASCAR race. Very I'm that. not liking it. And okay. moving and shaking. Right. I don't like it. I don't I, like I'm it, Kenya Barris, and it. I'm done watching, watching Blackish, even though I love Anthony Even though it's funny as fuck. And uh, Tracy Ellis Ross and, mm-hmm. and Jennifer Lewis. But yeah. uh, everything else I'm done. Oh, I love me some Jennifer I Lewis. Jennifer. I, I love her. She is just so inspirational. Yeah. She's so powerful. Yeah. I just love her. Mm-hmm. And she is her and who else? I like Viola. I, you know, I like them all, honey. I, I like Angela Bassett. I like Angela Bassett. Angela Bassett. Angela I was Bassett having a debate with my aunt the other day because Viola Davis. Shirley Ralph. Right. Okay. Yeah, Shirley Ralph. Oh, that's my girl. I was watching her the other day. I love her. Um, but I was having a debate with my aunt because I personally feel like Viola Davis. Is she's my favorite actress, right? I love her. Um, but however, she's my beautiful. aunt says that she feels that Angela Bassett has paved the way for all of them, and like Angela I don't Bassett, think Vi- I don't I don't think Angela's paved the way for all of them. I think I don't think anybody's paved the way for anybody. Every we've all I think everybody has their own career and their own right, and I, I think Viola Viola's done the things that she's doing, and Angela has done the stuff that she's done. I was thinking I about it, I and I, I was looking like at the history of the movies and stuff. And I think "paved the way" is just a dangerous term to throw uh, yeah, out there I don't in like general. That. I, don't I like think it. you can say that she was a pioneer. Yeah. That's one thing. Which, and I was looking, and I was like, she one hundred percent is. I mean, because even she was Angela the first is. black woman that was really like popping out at the Oscars. Like, well, she, she was is. the first black woman at the Oscars, but like, yeah. she was one, of, one the of the first that became a regular. Yes. You know what I'm saying? That gained the status right up there with the white folks. Um, but you know. Speaking of white folks, friend, I think it's time for us to finally get into our main situation. Oh, yeah, y'all. I am I am very excited for this because today we have our first guest. Okay. Yes. And I mean, if you are looking at the Instagram, you know we announced our guest earlier this week. Yes. So we're very, very excited to introduce Miriam. Hey. Yes. Yes. <laughs> y'all know this is going to be an absolute oh, mess. Y- y- y'all better get y'all ears this ready. This is our girl, Miriam. Girl, give them a little spiel about uh, who it is that you are and something a little bit of stuff that you do. Give give us a little bit of something. Tell us your major. Just give like, us a little something. Just, just run down. Just um, a I'm a sophomore musical theater major. Yes, Her. you are. And so am I. Yeah. And this is my girl. And, yeah. um, and we like to smoke yeah. weed together. <laughs> <laughs> we, we didn't say that. <laughs> very very much that. So. No, but yeah, this is our girl. Uh, yes. We love Miriam and we thought it would be important to bring her on here yes. um, for the first part of the Melanin Diaries series. Yes! Yes, yes, yes. Okay, so we feel like Miriam is the perfect person to be our first guest in this particular series because there is a certain structure that we're going to have to this conversation. So if you guys have seen the Instagram and listened to our last episode, we kind of explained what the Melanin Diary is. But basically, all it is is a collection of our personal opinions, stories, and perspectives as artists of color that have to exist in white spaces all the time. Um, and we're kind of going to break down the series into four different parts. Um, the first thing that we're going to focus on is a lot of times what happens is you end up being isolated or like separated or just the white people kind of put distance between you and them. Um, and that is something that definitely impacts you as a person, as a human, as an artist, as a student. I mean, there, it just, it goes on and on. Um, so So, that's, that's what we really want to focus on. And Miriam, a lot of the reason that we really cut i think took to each other at first was because we saw that Marin was one of the worst victims of that um and we all face it and it was something we yes. all felt and we just we formed a bond through that yes um and so uh, through this series we're just going to be 
talking to different people and some of our favorite, you know, black theater artists in particular uh, about their experiences in uh, just uh, predominantly white spaces and, uh, you know, and just talking to them about their stories and uh, how they overcome certain things yes. and how they um, have moved through, uh, you know, their time here. 100%. Um, and, and later on in the series, we have people who are almost done with their time here. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have so, a so good... That's nice range. Yeah, we have a good mix of people who are, you know, still have a bunch of time to go and mm-hmm. still are, you know, moving through and working yeah. currently. And then we have people who are here One and are almost done, you know, mm-hmm. and they're almost done. And so to have that perspective and hear them talk about how they they've maneuvered through the space and their time here mm-hmm. um, will be very, very interesting for us and yeah. all of you as listeners. And on that note, I kind of do want to break the fourth wall just a little bit here and encourage all of our white audience members, especially those that are in the Department Man. of Theater and Dance, to really give this story, this whole thing that we're doing, a good listen. I think it's a great perspective for you guys to gain. And I think ultimately what the point of this is, is to gain an understanding so that community building can take place. Um, I agree. So, yeah, I really but, would encourage you guys but to. basically what we're doing with these guests is you know we're just gonna give them a little bit of an interview because at this point we're journalists so that's what's going so, on so i mean i mean really yeah we're journalists yeah. you can call us oprah yeah uh, <laughs> basically that's what you can yeah, do yeah i'm young to fix my life yeah and mm-hmm. all of those things well yeah. so okay the first kind of question i have for you Miriam, is i want you to talk a little bit about your decision to come to ball state in the first place um and if you kind of noticed any like things that were alarming to you about what the culture and the community would be like on campus and in the department and like, how, like how, what was that like for you? I guess. I guess it was definitely, it was definitely kind of a culture shock mm. cause it was very different coming onto campus than being here, than being here, like yeah. living here. Yeah. Yeah. yeah cause like, yeah. During orientation, everyone's nice in your face. Oh, Everyone yeah. Everyone is like, oh, come to our school. We're mm-hmm. so loving and... Yeah, well, yeah. and we love yeah. everybody. And yeah. everything yeah. is so... gumdrops and lollipops. And yeah. that was a red flag for me. See, for, for me, it wasn't a red flag because I was so... I, me too. At least in my um, high school, mm-hmm. like... The racism there was bad. Mm. It was real bad. Mm. Like, there oh, were, are you serious? Yes, there were white like white boys walking around saying the n word. Are you serious? And teachers wouldn't Mine stop Mine was like that. that a little bit too. And are you I didn't know that. Like it was bad. Yeah. So I was like, okay, I will not be experiencing racism like that here. Well, mm. I expected to experience racism. But yeah, because like, yeah. I mean, because yeah. we're because yeah. for God's sake, this is Indiana. Yeah, yeah. Let's just, yeah. This, this, it's this. Muncie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like Muncie. we're gonna. Ooh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Let's uh, just be honest about yeah. it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, well, yeah. For me, I guess it was a red flag for me just because I'm the type of person ain't nobody that damn happy. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I just I think I've gained over time like a slightly pessimistic view mm-hmm. <laughs> of things just because of my experiences with topics like we're discussing um and so i guess coming in for me i was just kind of like okay like everybody seems so damn smiling and shit and that's already getting on my nerve (laughs) but i'm gonna go with it and you know i don't think that that's completely disingenuine however i do feel that sometimes it's not backed up by things that would make that really hit home you know yeah Yeah. i think i just really wanted what they were saying to be true yeah yeah Yeah. that's valid yeah yeah. yeah. So you you chose Ball State and you were like, okay, these halls are like really really happy all the time. Great, let's have yeah. fun. What was it like once you actually got here? So, so the first, the first like week and a half, I was basically completely by myself. 
Oh my yes. god! Yeah, I yes. was like, it was me and Luce. Luce obviously yeah. were roommates. Yeah, but we didn't know each other like that, so yeah. we weren't very, were really mm-hmm. talking like that either. So I would go to events by myself to wow. like try to get to know people. Oh my god! Nobody would talk to me. Oh my like, god! And I am a very introverted person. Like you guys know that. I was, yeah, yeah. And like I was trying to actively get out of my shell. Oh. And I think I think uh, this is a side note, but I think. Uh, as as a, if, if anybody out there knows Miriam, she's definitely come out of that shell a little bit, especially as of late. I mean, I think uh, me and Miles, we kind of just pull that out of everyone because you just don't have a choice around <laughs> really us. Uh, and also, anyway, Miriam, Miriam is the type of person like Miriam always has a lot to say. Like, you yeah, just have to does. ask. Like, that's the thing. But that's the thing. She's very opinionated. Yes, you know what I'm saying. Half I love the thing, it. Half the things Miriam say, y'all probably won't hear her say because <laughs> uh, she <laughs> you don't need to. <laughs> I mean, because Miriam is very selective with uh, who she shares her opinions with. 100%. And honestly, and that's what I love about I you. I respect that. I respect so because much. you're not open with just anybody. Yeah. You know and what I'm saying? Be. And that's something that did alarm me when I came here is because it felt like everybody was just open with everybody. I'm like, and that's just not my culture at all. Yeah. Where I come from. It's just not like, you know, and I'm not the kind of person that's like, what goes on in this house stays in that I don't believe in that mm-hmm. but i am very much like i hold my car is very close to my chest i do that all the yeah. time honey and some people think that our like synchronism or synchronization is mm-hmm. like scripted it's not it's we, not scripted somebody said it's scripted somebody said they think it's scripted. drop the addy yeah for real we are not scripted <laughs> we are not scripted it's, uh, it's no, not scripted nobody we're <laughs> not, not scripted yeah i don't want y'all to get this confused that uh bitch this is us in real, real life. life and that's why we have a podcast <laughs> like this is, this yeah, is real life from oh we want to do a business bitch it came from oh y'all should do a business bitch because it's just easy. So, like, yeah. yeah. But anyway, like I said, it was just, I hold my cards very close to my chest. Mm-hmm. And I don't just share stuff with anybody. Yeah. And coming here, everybody is just like, it's just a, such a tell-all kind of place. Yeah. And it's just like, I'm like, oh, I don't know if I can do that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know if I can live within that. very much tell-all for a semester. Yeah. I knew yeah. way too much. I, I knew too way too much. I still know too much about too many Well, my, my, um, my experience was a little bit different than Miriam's. And she knows this. Um, and I talk about it all the time. Uh, about how differently I, and I'm a black man, am treated, you know, uh, differently than Miriam. 100%. You know, because my treatment is way, and has always been different than Miriam's. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, I've experienced, you know, racism. I've experienced uh, inequality. I've exp- experienced all of those things, but never to the degree of Miriam. And I've always made that clear mm-hmm. because I would never try to invalidate somebody's experience by saying, well, this happened to me too. Yeah. Because I don't like that. That's you know what I'm saying? So and, I, and so I, I, I always recognize the fact that I've had it slightly easier than Miriam here, which is, I don't know. I think racism, I think it happens more to women, especially women who aren't as vocal and who aren't as loud and in your face. Mm -hmm. And I think that's because a lot of white people, especially white women, are intimidated. They're so intimidated. And I've also noticed, because I think it's so interesting, like, having the three of us on this particular part of the conversation, because I feel like I land right in the middle of you guys. Like, I didn't have it, I don't think, as good to string, because these people up here will worship friend. Um, and They don't worship me. Yes, they do. (laughs) They do in the beginning. Like, At the beginning, they did. Like yeah. I remember, like any person who talked to me first semester, it was only it was only because they wanted to talk to you. 
That was, only and I remember having conversation with Miriam, like, I don't even like these people. Like, like me, me and Miriam would be, like, eating in her room. I'd be like, I don't even, like, I don't like half of them. And we don't because what I really <laughs> oh noticed God. is, like, these people, they're the type of people, they will only talk to you if they feel like you have some type of worth or, like, you can, they can get something for you. They should be scared of you. Like, if they think you're the shit, basically, they won't give you the decency of just being like, hey, you're a human being. You know what I'm saying? Which is just, like... Why? Like, what kind of person do you have to be mm. to, to like, go out of your way yeah. to make other people feel bad? Yeah. yeah. I, I, yeah. I understand. I, that's and I feel ridiculous. Like it's ridiculous. What I'm trying to say, I think, is Ball State has a very huge culture of tokenism. Um, and it's specifically in our department. And I, I think it's nasty, number one. And, and I want to make this clear, too. This is less of a critique of the department and more of a social critique of the student body for me at least i think it's both especially with the tokenism but what i'm particularly talking about is with the students i guess because i definitely think that they will only cling to or flock to the people that they feel like are going to be stars and i just don't think a that's your decision to make i don't think that you should view people in that way um and i i just think it, it makes for a really toxic environment to be in all the time it, and also who can you really tell is going to be a star first semester of your First year. year, come on, Miriam. Like, like, come on, Miriam. Well, yeah. I want to ask you um, about the isolation and mm. how that felt for you. Mm. And I wanted, I really want to get into how it feels in spaces where you are undertrained compared mm. to white people and or people or your white counterparts. Um, that are in these same dance classes and in these master classes, your vocal master class. And like, how does that feel? Because I know for me, um, I didn't come here with a bunch of dance training. And now luckily I'm kicking my face and living my life. And I, I feel like I'm at the best part of my dance career that I've ever been. And I'm, I feel beautiful because my training is great. But coming in here initially, and I think, and this is universal because I feel like minorities in general, we come into a collegiate program musical theater acting anything and we come under trained because we don't have the exposure to you know all these dance schools and all you know these vocal privilege i do actually have something to say with that i i don't even know if i'm supposed to be saying this but i was the first person that they picked for their alumni ambassadorship program Mm -hmm. where it was basically picking like students of color who don't have a lot of training mm, and yeah. like don't have exposure to a lot of arts mm, yes and, like i was the first person to like they did yeah. that for and that's why i have kayla as my mentor mentor mm-hmm. yeah i forget and you know kayla davion y'all kayla you know she's a, star. she's a broadway star she's honey. a broadway star yeah and she and, did um, teen on broadway anyway. mm-hmm. like, <laughs> when i came into the program i was expecting since i'm a part of this amb- ambassadorship program i'm gonna be getting a little bit of extra help because i'm like I don't, I've never taken a music theory class. Mm, I've right. never had a voice lesson in my life. Mm. I've never, I've never done a, had a dance class. The only dance training I have is show, show choir. choir. Yeah, because that's what me and Miriam had to bond over, honey, because yeah. we, we did show choir, honey. One thing we can do is kickball change. How about mm. that? Mm. Anyway, continue. <laughs> and like, like, I fully feel like if I wasn't lucky enough to have the flexibility that I do, mm. like, like physically, physically yeah because yeah. child if y'all Miriam's really Miriam can pull her leg up to her face it's mm-hmm. insane but like I fully feel like like I would have been I would not have been here today because I I because I did almost leave like oh I yes and I, we were gonna talk that. about that yeah. we we're gonna talk about that but continue I'm yeah. sorry but, like I fully would not have been here mm-hmm. at all yeah and yeah. like it was just 
it was just so surprising for me to come in to a program that where they know that I don't have I have none of the experience that uh, yes else yes I was mm-hmm. I was gonna get into that because I feel like our program I'm not gonna lie and I love my program I will say it all the time I love my program I love my training I love it every ounce of it however coming in it's very geared towards people who are already trained it's very geared towards you already have the basics you already have and obviously like coming into a collegiate level musical theater program you do have the basics of certain things like i had a good foundation in voice and stuff like that but like it's not geared towards the person who's never taken a ballet class in their life you know what i'm saying because then like you get into these dance calls and they're throwing out these dance terms that you've never heard a day in your life and you know everybody in the room can just pop and lock and drop and you're like okay but um can you explain like <laughs> the bare minimum like the, our, our first audition. Oh yeah, we had our first audition. Because um, like I'm not a dancer, but like I can do hip hop. Like I'm. Oh yeah, because Miriam can pop and lock. Mm-hmm. I told y'all this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can pop and lock, jam and break. Mm. But, <laughs> oh, one thing about Miriam. But like I go like the. It was just because it was what show was it? It was the. Um, was it? Uh, it wasn't. It was Streets of the show. State. Oh yeah, it was a hip hop. Oh, yes, it was a hip hop show. Yeah. Hip hop show. And I was like, okay, I can I can do hip hop. I get in there. They start break dancing. Oh, they were break, they were break dancing. Like Miss Girl, I'm like, I, I was like, okay, I can finally like show people that I can do something in this mm. program. And, not do it. and honestly, and that's what that's like what's that. hurtful to hear is yeah. that it's like you thought that was a moment that you could show somebody, and that's the thing. It's like. I feel like we have to, especially the two of us in our program where we're always being put on display in like master class and in acting classes and things like that. It's hard because it feels like we, especially last year, felt like we always had to live in this state of, oh my God, I have to prove myself. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And that was a big question that I wanted to ask you about how that made you feel because I know how it made you feel, but I just wanted you to be able to, you know, share because I, we've talked about this before. We've yeah. talked about all of this. Mm-hmm. So this is not a new conversation. To us, so how did it make you feel? Act literally awful. Like mm. I felt like I was the dog shit on some, like that someone had literally just stepped on mm. because there weren't very many opportunities to prove myself. Oh God. Like to begin with, mm. like I think the only opportunity that I had was freshman showcase okay and that was when by that time i thought i was leaving the school oh god yes Yes. and like nobody really cared Mm. like i don't even know how to describe it it's such it's a very isolating feeling it's a very well and i guess because i was thinking i was like what was my first week of college like and honestly like my whole freshman year was very very traumatic for me like i had a rough first year of college and i've shared you know with the Mm -hmm. two of you but like there were a lot of things done to me by white people, a lot of accusations made at me by white people um, that were awful and low and inhumane. And honestly, getting up to Ball State and dealing with the people in this department, like, it really just showed me that these white people will just do anything. Like, they, there is no limit to how far they will go with stuff. Literally, I spent almost half of my free time like first semester freshman year it was me crying in the practice rooms yeah because i was just i literally felt like i had nobody mm. and there was n- nothing i could do about it yeah yes yeah. And, and and it's it's horrible that 
humans can make you feel this way. It's and awful. I know that this is not the only place, which is why I think it's important to share our experiences. Mm-hmm. And I want to put out there that even and even if y'all feel like this, I don't care, but I'm going to put out there that we are not doing this series to berate our department, but I Uh-oh. think it's important to definitely share our experience so that things can change. Mm-hmm. Because I don't want another black freshman girl yeah. coming in and be feeling isolated yeah. and feeling... Uh, uh, you know, like she's not welcome here. And I don't like, want you know because another... it, it's 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 awful. It's it's, awful. it's disgusting, and it, it's 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 it, it feels awful. It feels it feels absolutely awful. And I will speak from experience that even I feel isolated, and everybody think that everybody's just in love with me. Everybody acts like they're in love with Jarius, and, 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 but that's all an act, and that's it's all it is. It's yeah. an act, and, and it's and I mean, and I I play along with it because I don't want any problems. I just I kiki with the girls when I see them, and I you know then I go home and I mind my business. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? But it's like it's a very awful feeling when people you know get into these cliques yeah and they you know they push you away yeah and physically sometimes oh yeah and that's another thing yeah. and, I, and you know I, this is this is what i will aim at everybody here at first <sighs> i was gonna be very ambiguous and i just wanted to talk about the experience but when you start when you get around to putting your hands on people that's serious yeah you know what i'm saying and i don't want if y'all keep putting your hands on this girl and i don't want to make threats over a, a podcast because this is my, my place where i can just be myself and i don't want this to turn into a lawsuit but if y'all keep t- putting your hands on her i'm gonna put my hands on you and that's not a threat it's, it's actually a promise i'm gonna put my hands on you because and then honestly you, you, hey it is it is what it is i can't do you know and I i'll just be very candid about this because uh, one of the biggest experiences my freshman year that honestly just shaped me as a person completely differently um one of the main people that was involved with that situation is also one of the people that was putting their hands on Miriam. um and a lot of times again i've just learned up here these people will do anything like you have to be a really Really low person Sometimes to do stuff like that. As well. Oh yes, uh, and that's and make up stories in their mind, thinking you feel things that you don't actually feel. Yes. Oh, and that's oh. called gaslighting. And yes. I've talked about that on here before, and how much I hate that. Yeah. So do not gaslight. Yeah, no, if you gaslight, gaslight again, I'll probably have to chop your head off. Don't and I'm gonna scream me. for the rest of this episode because <laughs> now I feel I'm fired up. Yeah. Actually, I won't scream. Yeah. Because uh, you know I'm a singer and I have to keep my voice under wraps. But. Um. <laughs> I mean, but like even with this COVID thing, like these white people, like they will do dumb shit. They will do straight up dumb stuff and they will pull any reasoning. They will know that it's dumb. There's no way that you can tell me that hosting people at your home when there's a positive COVID case in your house is not dumb. But what these white people will do and what they did to me all my freshman year, they will pull whatever they want out of their asses to try to justify them just doing whatever they want to do. And they don't care about facts. They don't care about logic. They don't care about sense. They only want to do what they want to do. And these people, they will lie. They will come up with anything they want to come up with to get to the next level. Yeah, I mean, honestly, and that's what it is. I've noticed that um, a lot of times that some of this stuff isn't personal. Some of this stuff genuinely... Some of this stuff genuinely is just these people trying to just get to the next level and they'll slight anybody that they can to get to that next mm-hmm. level. And I feel like that's, that's the what worst it is. part of it. That, that is, that like is the what's fact, the worst like part the of fact, it. The fact that you don't even know you're doing it. Yeah, like, I agree. somebody else's life, somebody else's feelings yeah. can just be something you can just step over. Oh. <laughs> like a stepping stone for you to get to yes. the next thing. Oh. Yes. Like that is... That's crazy. Like that, I will never understand that. Oh. Well, Mary, what I really... Uh, want to talk to you about um because i think this is important i want to talk to i want to talk about the lack of community mm. um because i think it's very important and i think that me and miles we have 
try to form communities amongst people of color in um, our department and at our university. Um, but I definitely want to talk about uh, the lack of community as far as like not having people that look like you around you or in your option or in your program um, and how that affects you as well and not yes. having your culture around you. Because I feel like your first semester would have been a little bit different for you had you had more mm-hmm. of a community because it's only so that so much that I can do so much you know Miles can do yeah. you know for you if you if we you had a community I feel like it would have been different so I just want to hear about how that affects you just from you I do fully agree that if there was more of a community that I probably would have felt a little bit more comfortable mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. I think my specific experience is very it's a little bit strange because i come from a two culture household yeah you do Mm -hmm. so like i'm not expecting people to be able to understand Mm. my culture oh yeah for y'all that don't know uh miriam was born in taqua de ghana so Miriam was born, you know, and she, she Miriam is African, actually African, okay, mm-hmm. but um, her dad is African American. Yes. So, so born she in lived, Compton. Born in Compton, honey. Mm-hmm. Cannot get more black. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, it just when she says two cultures, that's what she was meaning. But I yes. just I wanted to tell y'all that real quick. Yeah. So it's like I was. I'm not expecting people to understand my culture. Mm. Of course. Like at all. I'm just. I think freshman year. I remember specifically one group chat conversation because I'm never in that group chat. Yeah, me either. And um, <laughs> because Miriam's never in that group chat. I had texted <laughs> in that group chat two or three different times, mm. like inviting people to like come and like try out like different foods from okay. my culture. Just like I've been and, trying them. I like yeah. African food. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do. Curious I love. Came, I love. Y'all I know I, I love. Came too, right? I love. Yeah, I love African food. I really yeah. do. I just asked her to make me some jollof rice because I love. I love African food. And these people, they just ignored it. Yeah, yeah. I think I remember exactly who it was. Also, but I'm not gonna name names. But like, I had been like, "Hey, I'm making this in um on the third floor." Blah, 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 at this time, if anyone wants to try it. Something that nobody else is going to try anywhere else unless mm-hmm. you, you're going to Ghana yourself. Yeah. And just, just skipped over, just skipped over, passed over, and started a, a whole new conversation. Wow. And then I was like, okay, let me double down. Yeah. And like, <laughs> okay, double down. Like, like mm-hmm. I'm by the, like, hey, this mm-hmm. is still happening. Fully ignored. Mm-hmm. And was, I don't even remember that. Well, also because I also keep over. that I also keep that conversation on D and D. And Miriam reached out to me privately and told me that it was yeah, happening. I, so, yeah. and I you know, of course, out, I came, honey. I reached out to the people of color individually, and, and we they came. came. We pulled up, and we, and we pulled and up, we and, up. And, and ate the and ate the but African food. Not, there, not well, a single white person, right? Well, Miriam, I think you kind of highlighted something that I think is a really big part of this conversation. I think a lot of times. These people do things unintentionally on a level. Like a lot of times, they're so caught up in what they know and what they see. And they, these white people, they have a very limited perspective of the world, um, and they they get so caught up in that that it kind of prevents them from building those cultural bridges. Um, and it's it's sad. Number one, and yeah. really, and I really this is what I really want to say because there's a lot of you guys that will probably listen to this and think that you're free of all of these charges no, and that I'm this is not about a everyone. no. And, and it's all, like, genuinely it is every single everyone. one of y'all. And it's not just my class. It is all of you, all around. <laughs> like I, like I, I because I, I like 
said some like I guess shady stuff on like Snapchat before and like I've never said anything shady on Snapchat. Oh, I don't get shady on social media. I've never. never. You've never seen me do that. And sometimes there were people who would reach out to me being like, oh, I'm so sorry that's happening. And I'm like, I was talking about you also. But <laughs> sometimes people but, think okay. sometimes people be okay. thinking that they that the message to them is null and void. Right. Like last time, I, last time I checked, I waved at you and you looked in the other direction. Uh oh. Uh oh. Uh oh. Uh oh. Yeah. Yeah. No. These people up here are rude, honey. Well, and I, I I think I've taken the attitude of because I'm a very much like a you know what I just don't f with you type of person. Like that that is very much me. Like I am quick to cut ties. Like I'm very that right. And that's the attitude that I have. But I of these hosts up here. I don't like any of you. <laughs> and like, I think a lot of us feel that just because of the treatment. And genuinely, there's you guys are so oblivious to it. Like, I've seen it time and time again. You guys will fully walk into a room and speak to everybody but the people of color. Yeah. And that's disgusting. And you know what I want to, you know, that leads me to what I want to talk about, Miriam. I want to ask you, now that we've, you know, we've kind of talked about some of the things that you've gone through up here and the things that has happened to you. I want to talk about how you've coped with healing from that and how you are moving forward. Yeah. Because I think the conversation, uh, I think in the conversation, we definitely need to be talking about how to overcome that. 100%. Um, because it can be hurtful. And we've discussed that, obviously. It can be hurtful. It, it can it can make you feel worthless. Because, like I said, coming in with less training and not having all the tools that everybody else around you has, it can make you feel like you're less than. Mm-hmm. But when you get to the levels that I think we both are now, because I think we're both at a point in our training where we feel like we're at the same level and we're doing the same things and we're, you know, achieving the same stuff that everybody else around us is. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's important to talk about how to move forward in those same spaces with those same people, mm. uh, heal from it and move on. It's hard because mm. I do like to hold a grudge. Oh, me too. <laughs> I do love holding a good grudge, but it's, you just kind of have to forgive, but Ooh. not forget. Mm. And that some that's easier said than done. Forgiveness, it's very is, easier. forgiveness is a, is a, is something that we need to we we probably gonna be talking about on a podcast soon. And I want to ask, how do you forgive and not forget, especially when you still have that stuff impacting your mental health because you're still living it? That that is a good question. Mm. I because there like it, it's a process because mm. like there are still people that like I have fully not forgiven and I may never forgive like like Mm -hmm. like you fucked up that's your that's your problem to deal with 100% but find things that like can take your mind off of it Mm. and like obviously call it out when it happens oh yeah that's a good. We're gonna we're gonna get on. We're gonna get. We're soon. We're gonna be talking about advocacy and. And I think our next out. guest will really help. Yeah. <laughs> if y'all, y'all are not ready for this, this next all. guest, oh I, my god! I, honestly, I probably don't even want to do the podcast that day. I'm probably just gonna let him. Girl, talk. our next three guests. I'm scared. Boy. I'm scared for all. I'm scared for all these hoes. Really? Oh my god! I don't know what they'll say. Yeah. But what were you saying, Mary, honey? Um, I basically just dove myself into my work mm. and like. Mm. I've, and I've noticed that. Yeah, like, me I too. Have not been, Big time. Like I've not been leaving my apartment. I've not been doing anything. Mm-hmm. And, and honestly, you have to. I think that's the way to go. I think you have to. I think you have to come to terms. I don't think you have to come come to terms with the isolation. But I think there are some beautiful things that come out of being isolated and mm-hmm. you doing your own thing being by, by yourself. yourself. Ma'am, and I, you know what? Let me. I literally had to learn this. 
That's something I had to learn because coming my, you know, freshman year is like, you know, first, especially first couple of weeks is everybody's with everybody and we're all eating lunch together and we're all, you know, we're eating each other's, yeah. you know, drinking each other's bath water and we're doing <laughs> mm-hmm. all this other shit because we just love each other we so much. And we're, kumbaya. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, everybody's doing all this stuff and they're kind of racist, but I'm just ignoring it. And some of them are ugly and some of them stank and all this other stuff. But I just ignore it because it's the first week. And I know it because the first week. And it's very much like everybody's together. But then when you get into the thick of it and you're really by yourself, it's hard. Because mm-hmm. it's like, damn, what happened to all of that? You know what I'm saying? But lately, I've really come to terms with, I go to the library by my damn self mm-hmm. and sit there and do my homework. I love being by myself. I love it. Yeah. And I, I go in my room and I do my homework and I watch my TV. I and I do stuff exactly how yeah. I want it. Yeah, and it's just, and it's and I'm not saying that the solution to every problem is, is, just to, is just to run away from it and just be by yourself. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that, but it's a great way to get, one, get your mind off these things mm-hmm. and also to hone in. Yeah. so that you can start feeling better about who you are mm-hmm. and, and also, about what you have. I also feel like it gives them time to reflect. Reflect. Yeah. And hopefully learn and grow. And, and they won't because they won't. What, what I want to say is I also want to make it clear that this isn't like, oh, we've been feeling like this and we're just going to jump on this podcast and express it here. We've sat, we've had numerous, numerous, numerous conversations about this with everybody involved. Um, I'm on a ton of boards and committees and stuff like that that focus on fixing issues like this within the department. Uh, and honestly, this podcast honestly is a part of that process for me personally. Um, however, there have been so many times where we've texted in the group chat, you know, a paragraph about how Marion's been made to feel, how we all have been made to feel about how they isolate us all um and they have that oh i'm so sorry and it lasts for about two seconds but there's never a time when you really sit down and look at your actions and analyze how why we've gotten to this place and how to not be in this place anymore because genuinely i want everybody that's listening right now that's not a person of color to ask yourself do you talk to more than two black people in the department Uh do you talk to more than three five would be great if not, you should look in the mirror. Because we're here. There's not a whole, whole bunch of us, but we're here. And the reason that you guys don't is the same thing I was saying earlier. It's being oblivious and it's being so caught up in your own culture that you can't see anything else. Honestly, I've been disgusted at a lot of points um, here in general. Um, and my voice teacher uh, has gotten an earful. And me and Miriam oh, share yes, a voice teacher. Got, and so she's, she's gotten got an earful. And I think there well, are some people. She knows everything about everyone. She knows. Yeah, yeah. And if y'all have looked at me wrong. If you looked at me wrong, she knows. Mm-hmm. She if knows. You, if you smelled funky one day, she, she knows. knows. Oh, okay. She knows, honey. She knows, honey. She just said if she smelled. Okay. No, and so I think a lot of things are disgusting that we have to deal with. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think that is fair. At all. And I uh, and I think um, in, ne- in our next conversation, you guys, we're going to be focusing on advocacy and how to stand up uh, against inequality and injustices in these kinds of spaces, especially as performers, because the pr- the industry that we're in is uh, dominated by people that are not black and that are not people of color. They dominate. It's a white. It's a predominantly white industry, um, and um, we're. Gonna 
going to be probably talking about things uh, like people being miscast and things like that. We mm-hmm. have a, I have a few people in mind for that conversation, but next week is going to be a heavy hitter. Yeah. Um, because of who we have coming on to yeah. talk about this. And, and we ain't telling time. y'all. We're not saying anything. It's going to be insane. I'm not even going to lie. But we're going to talk next week about advocacy and how to stand up against these injustices in these spaces mm-hmm. and still very much be, you know, professional. Yeah. And still very much, you know, and not be looked at any different. Mm-hmm. It's just I'm standing up for myself. I'm doing what I believe is right. And then I'm moving on. And at the same time, I'm not going to take your shit. And I feel like it's so that conversation is so important because genuinely you have to. You do not have a choice. If you don't, these people will walk all over yeah. you. So I think that conversation will be geared more towards people of color mm-hmm. so that we can uh, talk about just how to go about yeah. advocacy in general. And yeah. Uh, and stuff like that. And I think that's a conversation that I need to sit in and do more listening than talking it gen- uh, genuinely because I I need to do more. Av- like, I need to be able to stand up for myself in a way that I feel is right and that I feel is still professional and that I'm still going to be, mm-hmm. you know, looked at. Because I think that's one of the biggest fears is when you stand up for yourself, you're going to yeah. be looked at differently. And you're going to, you know, people are going to shun you and you're not going to, you know, get the audition and you're not going to get the part. And, and this gonna, particular you know, person that we're bringing on is probably going to be a really, really good example for how to do all of that yeah, and i, I want to yeah, encourage just, our yeah it's gonna be crazy but i want to encourage our white audience members to still tune in because you need to learn how to be an advocate for these things as well yeah i love a good advocate mm-hmm. first you got to learn how to not be guilty then you need to learn how to be an advocate for it because y'all still on step one so i'm I, i'm excited but ma'am i thank you so much for coming yes, on the podcast today yes it's been oh, amazing Y'all know there's gonna be a few things that we had to cut out of this episode, and don't wonder what, don't worry about what, what those, those things, things were. Worry, okay, don't worry right, about don't them. Worry don't worry. And the only person that knows is our editor, and we're gonna brainwash him. Yeah. So <laughs> we're gonna brainwash. Him. So he won't know either. Nope. So all, none of y'all will know. Nope. It'll be our secret. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> but thank you so much for watching. You can find us on Instagram at Get Into a Pot with, with two D's. D's. You can always find me on Instagram and every social media platform. Just at Jerry Snowman on every social media platform. And I am at Keys Miles on Insta and at MJKX03 on Snapchat. Thank you guys so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed. And until next time, I'm Jerry. And I'm out. And I'll see you guys in the next one. Bye.